conductive wire And you were so electric I had no say when you came so near And just passed right through me Hey everyone, welcome to Geekdom is Back. I'm your host, Deanna Chapman, and today I am joined by Shane Connard, and we are talking about the six-episode Disney Plus series, Moon Knight, today. We are going to figure out if we know what happened, aren't we, Shane? Yeah. Yeah, I know what happened. I'm very confident. Okay. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Because I knew I was going to do a podcast episode on this show, and I still did not take notes every episode. (laughs) So this should yeah, be huh? fun. It's fun. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm a little sleepy. We'll talk about Oscar Isaac and wake you up. Yeah, that's what most people do <laughs> to wake me up. Obviously, as I just mentioned, Oscar Isaac playing the lead in this. He is Mark Spector slash Moon Knight slash Stephen Grant slash a couple other names we'll mention a little later on. But spoiler warning for anyone who hasn't finished the show. We are definitely going to spoil the end of it. But... You also have May Kalamawi. I'm probably butchering that last name, but that's what it looks like as Layla. You have F. Murray Abraham, I believe, as the voice of Khonshu, and then Kareem El Hakim as, you know, the sort of embodiment of Khonshu. So he's the one in the suit. Ethan Hawke as Arthur Harrow. And then you have some other people showing up here and there. Gaspard Uliol. I'm probably not getting that right either, as Anton, who we see for pretty much one episode, and then he's done, unfortunately, passed away before that episode aired, too, in a terrible accident. So that was kind of wild to hear about in the midst of all this. But I think really the focus is on Mark, Layla, Arthur Harrow. Those are sort of the big three. Then you have Lots of mythology coming into it, Egyptian gods, and a bunch of stuff that probably went way over my head because I'm so bad at familiarizing myself with all of the sort of ancient mythology that comes in the Marvel Universe a lot of times. How do you feel about that stuff, Shane? Uh, this one was especially hard. I, I, I did my best. It, but it, yeah, truthfully, most of it was new for me, and it was a lot of uh, fun Google searches. <laughs> Again, trying to do my best. Yeah, I felt that way once they started doing like the Thor movies, because I was like, okay, Norse mythology, I'm a little more familiar with, but not super familiar with. Most of what I know about this stuff comes from Marvel and DC. So I never bothered to really dive into it from like a actual history perspective. So usually I'm just like Googling like you are. I'm like, what are these people the gods of? They're not even people because they're gods, but (laughs) case in point. (laughs) What are these people the gods of? (laughs) No, I I, I agree. And also, yeah, Norse mythology, a lot easier. I think just easier in, in general for me to follow too. Thor, God of Thunder, that's all you need to know. That's not all you need to know, but... <laughs> Super easy. Close enough. So I feel like the first episode, we spend a lot of time at the British Museum. Yeah, we just get a lot of uh, fun Oscar Isaac and his uh, silly, his his pretty silly little accent. And um, <laughs> I feel like my feelings after episode one were kind of just the fact that uh, it doesn't really feel like we... Deserved Oscar Isaac for the <laughs> MCU, especially on a, a little runoff six-episode series. Yeah, pretty sold on it right away. Yeah, and 
The thing that this show had to do that the others didn't is introduce a whole new character without having any other ties to the MCU. Like WandaVision, we already knew a lot about those characters, even though we still had some characters playing bigger roles like Monica Rambeau. But Mm -hmm. then with Falcon and Winter Soldier, obviously characters were very, very familiar with for those two shows. Loki, again, Mm -hmm. super familiar. Been around for a minute. Hawkeye does bring in Kate Bishop, but we have Clint as sort of the anchor to the rest of the MCU, whereas this one felt like it was just all new. Yeah, and along with that too, they don't really, there's not a whole lot of intersecting, inter- interweaving with um with other storylines yeah. going on. You don't get any cameos like that of, you know, people we've seen before. But I do actually think that that's kind of part of its strength. I think a lot of uh, a lot of the other shows and movies rely on Easter eggs or cameos um, just to to stoke the the fire of uh, I don't know give the people what they want to see. Yeah, this is the first one that felt like its own standalone thing that wasn't tied to the greater MCU. So I thought that was interesting right off the bat because I was a little worried. I was like, how are they going to tie this in? Are they going to tie this in? And obviously. Marvel is known for tying everything together. They are very much the big picture company doing this right now. DC tried and it didn't go so well, but we don't need to talk about that. But this first episode really just kind of drops you into Steven's life. But you see Mm -hmm. him struggling. You see him waking up and he sees the cult meeting being led by Arthur. And I'm willing to forgive the accent because... (laughs) He has so many identities. I imagine it's not easy to keep all of those things straight. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if anything, I mean, you, you do kind of find out that it's <laughs> in its own way. It's not even a, it's not even a, a genuine accent. It's, it's yeah. something. Later skaters is my favorite thing, though. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. They, they give him his little non-superhero quip. It's a home run. Yeah. It's on par with Sweet Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, is episode one also where we get the first little uh, the first little hint of Stephen seeing things in the museum and his first little Moon Knight encounter? Is that is that not till episode two? Am I jumping the gun here? He sees the jackal at the very end of episode one, and then that kind of rolls us into episode two. They do a good job of picking up where episode one pretty much left off, and he's trying to convince the security guy that someone else was in there and it's just him looking like a fool (laughs) on the security cameras and obviously because of this supernatural element it's probably not going to get picked up on the cameras you know the jackal or moon knight and just seeing steven go through all of this and he's just so baffled by it it was pretty entertaining but at the same time you feel bad for him you do. And they, again, they, they do a really good job of, I, I think that's the reason you have to get Steven first is you, you do have to sympathize with the character before it becomes a whole other thing. Yeah. A couple of the other identities, not so sympathetic, but you have all of these moments where he starts seeing Mark in mirrors and glass, basically anything he can see his own reflection in. And episode two introduces all of that. And we're starting to really get into all of the Amit lore, I guess you could say, that whole storyline too. And I think they kept it small enough to where 
even though there are obviously a bunch of Egyptian gods in this, they really only focus on a few the entire time. Three-ish. You know, once you get the hippo, then you're like, okay, here we go. (laughs) But we'll get to that. So you have Khonshu and Amit basically going head to head, but through other means. (laughs) And you don't see that payoff until, you know, that final episode. But what did you think of how they used the avatars until the end of this? You definitely get far more of actual Khonshu throughout the show than you do. I mean, Amit, you don't get to the very, very end, which I think is good. I think that... Well, because she's trapped. Exactly. Yeah. But throwing too much at it at us at once would have been, um, I think, even even as like, a, even for the MCU would have been, because this is a, it's now a different playing field. Um, yeah. I think it would have just been, I don't know, it, it's nicer to, to ease into things. We've been eased into things the entire 40 movie plus whatever um, journey of the MCU. So. So many movies. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. They are sort of just giving you bits and pieces. But I think the problem with this only being six episodes is that because we didn't have like a soft introduction of Moon Knight in a previous movie or TV show, it's a little harder. Like I was saying earlier with Hawkeye, you have Clint in the story introducing Kate Bishop to the MCU. So Mm -hmm. that kind of works as her introduction because we don't need to know as much backstory about her, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. And we still get a lot of it. So because Moon Knight slash Steven slash Mark Spector is much more complicated than Kate Bishop, you know, Kate Bishop is a teenager with a mom she doesn't necessarily get along with all the time. Like, that's nothing new. This is all new for the MCU, pretty much. And I think the way they handle slowly rolling out the different identities works well but then we hit episode five and they give us so much information and i know we're skipping three and four a little here but you have this cat and mouse game between steven and arthur and then mark and arthur for episodes three and four and then in five they just hit you with so much backstory oh yeah they uh they do similarly like i think it was like the second to last episode of wandavision where you get all of that backstory and Mm -hmm. it's just kind of uh holding your hand and walking you through it. And I think it's done well. I mean, if anything, I mean, I think that's where you really get the payoff of, of Oscar Isaac just being a very good actor, being very good at his job. And Very good, yes. Yeah. And the rest of it's very fun, but, like, that was, yeah. And for the MCU to hit the emotional stuff hard, it, it has to, definitely has to be done right and tastefully and still cater to what its fan base is. And I I think that this show does that pretty well. Yeah. And I think it's a little funny that the thing Arthur is after is essentially a compass in the form of a scarab. (laughs) And (laughs) that is like the thing he is just so adamant about getting. And we do discover why, because it leads to the tomb. And obviously that's important, but it was just kind of funny. (laughs) I was like, wow, they're really obsessed with this scarab. (laughs) But I think the way that the cast plays this is what made it so enjoyable for me like you were saying oscar isaac great love him Mm -hmm. would watch him in many more episodes of this i'd watch him like sit in a chair for 45 minutes and be content (laughs) i'd listen to him read the phone book (laughs) 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> In the Steven accent. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want that now. No. <laughs> Just do a few pages for a little promo. <laughs> I think to previous point, like the other shorter six-episode shows that we have, which, correct me if I'm wrong, is I don't remember how many episodes Falcon and Winter Soldier is. Is that six as well? I believe they are all six except for WandaVision, which was nine I'm not sure about what if, but that's animated, so... Yeah, kind of put it in a little... It's in its own little box. Separate box. Yeah. Because yeah. I love to talk about the things that I, I don't always love as well. I think that was maybe the weakest point of it. Because you have all of these established characters getting their own series, Loki, mm-hmm. Hawkeye, you know, and, and obviously you get so much more out of that. But they do f- still feel like... I, I don't know, like when I... I feel like I was referring to Hawkeye and Loki as miniseries when they came out, and... That was probably just my own, like, I just, my own subconscious doing that because I'm like, oh, I'm only getting six episodes and you get a lot out of the six episodes, but you already have so much backstory with those characters. So bringing in somebody totally new and trying to do everything in six episodes, I think is maybe why I feel like the ending felt, I think, a little rushed. Yeah. I think this needed to be maybe eight episodes instead of six just to give us a little more without cramming it all in because I don't think episode five necessarily feels too rushed Mm -mm. but I do think that because of how much is going on psychologically with this character there's so much to unpack whereas you know with Wanda you have the same thing she's going through something extremely intense and there was this whole psychological aspect to WandaVision and obviously those first few sitcom-like episodes were shorter because they were kind of based on sitcoms but that show still got nine episodes and I think they needed to do something similar with this one to unpack the Moon Knight universe a little more because of how different it feels from the rest of the MCU right now. I agree. And, I, you know, I'm sure that there's things that are far over my head that went into it as far as just uh, because it was self-contained, it kind of allowed them to th- – that show could have been released whenever mm-hmm. with all of these other projects going on that were misfiring or delayed or whatever. Having something where you can just be like, all right, <laughs> backup plan, plan B, and know it, that it will still be successful for what it is is probably a good thing. That's another reason, you know, you don't throw the cameos in because you never know where other characters are going to be at that time. Mm-hmm. But – yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know what else I would have wanted out of it, but that's that's not for me to decide. <laughs> yeah, and I think some of these shows were meant to be miniseries, like you said, and that's probably why that was mm-hmm. in your head. But then I think people were so thrilled with some of them that mm-hmm. they're definitely going to do more seasons, I think. Like, I think Loki is getting a second season. I could be wrong, but... I'm fairly certain of that. I know when I logged Moon Knight, my app said it was finished, but I kind of just leave some of these Disney shows in there because they change their minds every once in a while. If I'm not mistaken, at one point, I think it was on Twitter. I can't remember exactly if it was like Disney Plus or if it was like a Moon Knight specific Twitter account, whatever. But um, at first they were referring to it as a series finale. And then by the end of it, they started referring to it as a season finale. Yeah. So it's almost like... I don't know if it was just the success as it was airing led to them deciding, all right, we can do more with this. Yeah, it was like the Moon Knight account tweeted one thing and then the Marvel 
account tweeted another thing and people noticed there that is, there yeah. was a difference in the words like one said series and one said season but yeah so like i use this app to track all the tv i watch because it's way too much mm -hmm. and for loki and what if it says up to date for moon knight it says finished but i'm betting that changes to up to date which usually means there's another season coming so we'll see i am Fairly. I mean, it's definitely, it's obviously not going to be the last time we see him. And yeah. with the open endedness, are, are we allowed, can we jump into the, can we jump into the little? Please. Yeah. So with, with, with the post credit scene that we get, which I will allow you to explain in a second. But with that, it leaves so much more open that we need to learn. And there's, they end the show asking more questions than getting answers to. Yeah. And a lot of this part kind of, pulls from Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight run where it takes place in a psychiatric hospital and we see Stephen slash Mark in one in episode five when everything goes down and we see a third sarcophagus mm -hmm. that is just shaking and they both run by it and just kind of like don't open it <laughs> for whatever reason. So my theory is that this is how this kind of ties into the post credit scene and that was Jake in the third sarcophagus. Sure. So Jake Lockley is the taxi driver persona of Mark Spector. And I want to say he's the one who has been doing all of the other stuff when both Steven and Mark black out and then they wake up and it's just absolute destruction. Because those are the yeah. three personalities that I know about just from the limited amount of comics that I've read. So I don't know anything about a potential fourth one necessarily. There's kind of hints at like a fourth one forming, I think, in the Jeff Lemire run or a different run. Don't quote me on that part. But so we get to the post credit scene. And this is really what feels like the end of the show. I don't know why it was a post credit scene. I feel like this is just how it should have ended. Sure. Because they love their post credit scenes. You have to have them. Yeah. You have Arthur in a psychiatric hospital. So the tables are turned and he is quote-unquote escaping, so he thinks, and he gets in this Rolls-Royce limo that Conchu is sitting in the back of, and then he rolls down the little window to the driver, and we see that it's Jake, and Arthur is now dead, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I'm not upset about. No, I mean, I wouldn't have minded more Ethan Hawke and, and later, at the same time, uh, you're kind of done with his character, so what? <laughs> yeah. What else are you going to do other than Jake Lockley him, so? Yeah, because... Earlier in the episode, we obviously have the big fight between Amit and Khonshu, and they are ginormous. They get so big. Mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure how Khonshu does that. We see how Amit does it by, you know, sucking up all the souls. But, you know, gods, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, it's kind of where it was. It's what I chopped it up to. <laughs> <I> just... Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of Tawaret kind of taking over Layla and using her as her temporary avatar, if you will? Because they had to inject some comedy in this, which sure. they do really well with Steven throughout but to get it with Layla sort of at the end there, I thought that was just a nice little touch because she had been pretty serious throughout most of this. To give it to a character that is, for the most, I don't want to say that she's cold. She's very mission driven in this. Yeah, there we go. So to have her be the avatar of the, what ends up being a silly hippo in one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 was, it was the relief we needed. And then for it to come full circle with the you, you got the earlier hint of the scarlet scarab uh 
play on her name yeah. with – yeah. Um, I think that that whole embodiment of it was was, was fun. Um, I think that it could have gone either way in my in my stubborn opinions, but th- that was a that was a hit for me. I liked it. I had fun. <laughs> yeah, I do have some small issues with some of the effects in this. Go for it. Because we have that early car chase scene when he's in like the bakery truck, yeah, and he keeps going between the personalities. Mm-hmm. Some of the CGI looked really bad in that scene. Yeah. It kind of took me out of it a little bit. I felt the same way about Amit. Yeah. (laughs) But later, the big fight scene between Harrow, Mark slash Steven, and Layla, and you know, she has her fancy suit now. That Mm -hmm. was really well done. Yeah, it's kind of confusing as to uh, (laughs) the lack of consistency there, I guess. (laughs) I I don't know if it has something to do with there being more fight choreography in that. So then maybe Mm -hmm. some of them were a little more practical effects, like when they're all getting thrown around everywhere. Usually they do that on wires and whatnot. Sure. But like with the car chase scene and some of the ways the cars were crashing, I was like, this was not practical. I love good practical effects but i mean i get why they have to cgi a bunch of that stuff and why they choose to and you know not blow up cars on a windy mountain road (laughs) you know but a few of those things just really stood out to me and i think you and i have discussed this before i'm not someone who's going to watch one of these shows and pick out like all of the little tiny easter eggs and details it's very fun for some of us deanna (laughs) No, I know, but I just watch the new Rockstars videos instead because they do a better job of it than I do because they sit there and pause everything. But, you know, they were talking about how when Steven was in the storeroom doing inventory or something, he had to do inventory for a bunch of little hippos and it kind of, you know, foreshadowed what would happen later. Also, the CGI on the hippo. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Love the little ear movements. They were great. A little, yeah, a little <laughs> flutters. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it was about Amit that I didn't love as much because I feel like that might have actually been a little bit more universally praised. Yeah, I like to compl- I, I like to have my opinions. So like- <laughs> yeah, I felt like the voice was a little off too. Like the voice kind of sounded a little weird with some of the effects they were doing. Like Khonshu had this big, deep voice, and Tawaret had like this high-pitched kind of voice and then it was just like Amit's was not memorable yeah it kind of sat in the middle there kind of uh tried to I don't know over be overly pronounced as far as uh a let me let me do a voice of a god type of thing yeah uh, it left it felt a little versus Khonshu who has that kind of dry wit um and Towerette who is you know more playful and then has that bubbly bubblier personality I think that there was just something that wasn't there i wanted more anger out of amit yeah yeah there's no considering what the goal was and the fact that you know they had been basically locked up for so many years i was gonna say yeah (laughs) you should be a little angrier about this instead of just like so matter of fact yes exactly is very strange choice but that's okay i know we didn't dive super deep into the details like i said here but what were some of those things that you noticed that made you either enjoy this more or maybe a little less there is the qr code i think at the end i want to say it's episode six and the qr code takes you to it takes you to an episode or it uh takes you to a run of moon Knight. i want to say it's 2019 okay 
but it's it's the one where Moon Knight faces off against Kang. And there was one other small little Kang reference um, earlier, and and so without doing what they do and, and bringing other characters and making really direct references, they still I don't know they 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 throw these Easter eggs in and, and then leave you leave you guessing like oh is this going to tie together somehow because now because immediately my brain was like oh cool like maybe the, the shows will somehow I don't care how but the shows will tie together and, and you know we're still waiting for this phase is big bad and so and you know we've gotten the introduction of Kang but we don't really know what the scaling of that's going to re- truly be yet so I think that's cool they did a lot of it with uh, Mephisto in uh, in WandaVision for us to never to never hear so even if it's just to keep our our brains running a little bit i i appreciate it <laughs> i have not seen dr strange yet i saw it last night i think of our little comic book friend group everyone's waiting on me <laughs> yeah i'm trying not to say anything <laughs> to be fair it just came out like a few days ago i'm not that behind <laughs> no you're not but i'm hoping to see that soon but i do like that they aren't giving us the big bad right away like there are multiple possibilities at this point point. Mm-hmm. and i feel like now if you go back and watch the early movies and stuff you can kind of piece it together a little more plus they had thanos in like one of the post-credit scenes or something well yeah he was in avengers right i think so which was what like movie number four or five because you had hulk iron man thor and i think a cap before then i yeah we definitely had a cap. Yeah, a cap or two. A cap. <laughs> One singular cap, I'm pretty sure. And Because, yeah, I don't think that we had a second Iron Man yet. I don't think so. I am bad with the timing of all of these. It's five or six. I'm confident in five or six. Yeah. <laughs> At least five. That sounds about right. But with that, you know, then we kind of got the pieces of the stones and... Mm-hmm. I think now they might kind of shorten that. Like, I can't imagine waiting another 20 movies to get resolution <laughs> because they've already introduced so many characters that I feel like they don't need to do all of those same introductions necessarily. Like, the Marvels will obviously have Captain Marvel again introduce, you know, Miss Marvel with the TV show. So they're using the shows as ways to kind of introduce these next wave of characters it feels like for some of them with kate bishop miss marvel moon knight we have so much going on in doctor strange with new characters too you know Mm -hmm. i've seen the trailers so i know america chavez is in that Mm -hmm. and i had another character spoiled for me but it's technically a character who's already appeared maybe a different actor but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna talk about this afterwards (laughs) i want to say that i'm kind of on the other hand i'm on the other side of that argument as far as uh when they'll introduce the big bad because at this rate whatever they put out people are gonna see and i feel like they know that yeah they know that by now so they can they can wait you're like oh they're not gonna wait another 20 movies and i'm like you know what they might (laughs) we're gonna see them people are gonna go and watch them so uh, if they wait another you know i won't be happy about it but like sure they've got like i will see them (laughs) that's fair i think they could do other things though because like we were saying you know this doesn't feel as tied in so if they want to give us a Fantastic Four movie sure. that, well, with Kang, you feel like it's probably going to tie in somehow because we already had that introduction, like you said. But X-Men, for instance, if they want to give us some mm-hmm. X-Men and not have it so heavily tied to a new big bad, I think that would be okay. I, I don't know what Marvel's plan is. I know they have grand plans always. I'm sure. It feels more uncertain now 
than it ever has with the previous phases of what's next. And I think that's partially because of the Fox deal. You know, they got so many characters back that they probably had to reconfigure their planning. 100%. And that's probably why we're getting all these bits and pieces of other things as they build the larger foundation. Yeah. So question for you, does it feel like too much with all of these shows and the movies? You know, we basically haven't had a big break from Marvel because we had WandaVision, we had Falcon and Winter Soldier, we had Loki, we had the Black Widow movie, we had Shang-Chi, we had Eternals, we had Spider-Man No Way Home, and now Doctor Strange and Moon Knight happening pretty much one right after the other. I guess it depends on what you mean by is it too much? Is it too much content where I don't want to consume it? Like, no, I'm clearly consuming it. <laughs> Same. It's not like I'm waiting. It's like if it when it comes out, I see it. So from that perspective, no. Are they trying to do too much at once? No, not necessarily. I don't I don't think so. I'm sure that somebody can make an argument. And it's probably a stronger argument than I can make, but I, I don't necessarily think so. I think I mean we were just talking about how we feel like they didn't do enough for how for this yeah. episode. So Well, that's because we haven't seen him before. All the other ones we've seen before pretty much. Sure. But like you had so I mean, Loki's been around since you know, movie what two or three we can't remember when thor came out i think it was like three four thor was technically three because they had the hulk movie that no one talks about and then iron man yeah he's been around forever and then that show is that show was loved you know and it was great I, I think that was still one of the strongest things they've done so no i don't think we're gonna get burnt out they clearly don't allow these characters to get burnt out um if they do they're gonna pass the torch yeah I wouldn't say that I'm going to get burnt out on Marvel content, but because I watch Marvel and Star Wars Mm -hmm. and the DC stuff and other things that aren't superhero related or Star Wars related, it's a lot of content, specifically on Disney Plus, too, because they have Marvel and Star Wars. Sure. And, you know, I haven't even watched like the last two Pixar movies, I don't think, just because... I don't really know why. I just haven't made it a priority. But Shane, as you know, I I have a few podcasts now. <laughs> You're busy. <laughs> I got some other stuff to watch. Thankfully, I'm done with Stephen King books until September. Yeah, no more lost, fortunately for you. So that'll give me some time. <laughs> but hopefully, I get to see Doctor Strange soon in the next couple days. By the time everyone is listening to this, but. Anything else on the Moon Knight front before we make a couple recommendations? I had fun. No, I mean, yeah. I, I all Anything else I'd want to talk about is just speculative. Like, where do they go from there? Speculate, please. Who do I want to see team up with Moon Knight in the future? Like, there's so many, so many ways we can go. We're getting a Blade series, question mark? It was supposed to be a series back in, like, 2006 before, like, any of the MCU stuff started, but for whatever reason, that got stuck in production hell or whatever. Yeah, but give me that team up. I'd love that. That would be amazing. The two of the, those two actors together would be incredible. If if you want to give me a uh, Kit Harrington, Black Knight, and Moon Knight, sure, two nights. That'd be that's fun. That's, yeah, there's some jokes there. I think Blade is supposed to be a movie. Cool. Either way, like, yeah, that that would that'd be. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, if there is going to be some, I don't know, if they want to keep it its its own contained thing and they want Kang to pop in and out of, if he's going to come back and 
Quantum Mania, and then go and then you know leave that and jump into something with Moon Knight and leave that and jump into something elsewhere as well. Cool. Yeah. Quick question for you: Did this show feel darker than a lot of the other things that the MCU has done so far? You haven't seen Doctor Strange yet. <laughs> to be fair, that happened after this. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, darker, kind of. I mean, they're doing a lot in this phase with acceptance. You know, you had you had the grief thing with WandaVision. And that was a pretty dark show when you think about it, just sure. psychologically. Oh, yeah. And I think this was the same way. And this was more like self, self, uh, self-acceptance. self As you know, and some of the listeners, if they've listened to the episodes, I recently watched all three Blade movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I feel like Blade is a character who just has to have dark movies associated with him. So I kind of want this horror version of the MCU in a sense because we kind of see it a little with WandaVision between her and Agatha. Mm -hmm. We see it a little with Moon Knight just because you have Khonshu with this giant skull head and beak and you have just the character of Moon Knight in general being a pretty dark dude. I mean, people just (laughs) die very quickly in this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I know... I've been seeing some stuff about Doctor Strange and some some killing. I haven't had anything spoiled. That's all I've seen about it is like people are like, this should have been R and blah, blah, blah. And there's like a whole discourse around that now. But yeah, overall, I I had fun with it. I'm perfectly fine watching Oscar Isaac play Moon Knight anytime. Yeah. I don't think there's any anybody that wants to complain about that. I'm happy to tell them they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That is an incorrect opinion. Uh, It's factually incorrect. Fair, fair. So I just want to recommend something I mentioned earlier, which is Jeff Lemire's Moon Knight run, because a lot of, like I said, that psychiatric hospital element is pulled from that. And it's 14 issues. The run is longer than that, but a different writer takes over with issue 15. So it's not super long, Mm -hmm. but it is a good read. What's your recommendation? Okay, as far as recommendations go, I'm just going to keep it simple and recommend Barry because I think it's a fantastic show and I can say that it's uh, tangentially related in the way that uh, there's a mercenary hitman in it and uh, that's going to be my recommendation. It's a great show. (laughs) Well, Shane, thank you for joining me to talk about Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight in that order particularly. Yeah, this was actually a whole lot less uh, swooning over Oscar Isaac than I expected. So It's because Becky's not here. I know. That's what I signed up for. It's okay. <laughs> I, was trying to, I, was, I was coming here to be the voice of reason to get you guys on topic, but it, clearly I couldn't keep this on topic anyway. <laughs> Never can. It's fine. Tangents are fine. Hopefully the listeners enjoy them, but that's all we have for you all today. So thank you for listening. Thanks for having me.